Welcome to Emergence Radio Talk, where you'll be inspired and motivated by the journeys of movers and shakers from all around the world and those who are occupying and taking dominion. Emergence Radio Talk with Dr. Tavara Johnson. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Emergence Radio Talk with your host, Dr. Devara Johnson. And I am so excited for today's show. Today we have a powerful woman of God who is moving and shaking, not only in the kingdom of God, but also in the marketplace. I am telling you, she is definitely an emerging leader who is challenging the status quo and is dominating the sphere of influences that God would have given to her. And so welcome, Allison, and I am so excited to have you here with me this evening. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you so much for inviting me. And thank you so much for accepting the invitation to be able to come and, you know, spend some time with me, of course, but most importantly to empower our listening audience on, you know, whatever it is that you have going on and just ways in which that they can, um, you know, basically move towards the calling and the dreams that God would have placed on the inside of them. But before we go ahead and get started, I want you to let our listening audience know who is Allison Daniels and what is it that you do? So my name is Allison G. Daniels. I am a minister, international diversity trainer of women issues. I am a three-time best-selling author who has written over 31 books. I am a mom a wife of 19 years, two beautiful um, queen daughters, and I am a co-author of 11 books, and I am a visionary author of one book. So I wear a lot of hats. (laughs) I see that. You have so much going on. I'm glad that you said that you wear a lot of hats because that's something for us as women that – It's almost like second nature for us. And so I'm grateful that you would have, that you're doing all these things to be able to make an impact and just basically you would have accepted the call of God on your life, which I do believe is so important. And, um, you know, I always tell people there are over, I think it's like over 7 billion people in the world. So the more of us that um, that are taking our rightful place in the kingdom of God, the more we can make an impact in the world. And so thank you so much for um, embracing the call of God on your life. So as it relates to the call of God in our life, I know, you know, it's never easy, um, you know, to accept the call of God on your life. And in many instances, a lot of us, for the most part, we are like Jonah for as long as we can. We're always running, you know. So I want you to let us know, when did you know that there was a calling on your life? And how did you navigate during that unknown season after you you would have accepted the call of God on your life? Um, I would say that I knew that I had a call on my life. I had to be maybe 17 or 18. And I just remember myself or pictured myself um, walking, and I had on my long black robe, and people were, like, following me as I'm reading the Word. But I kept saying, I know that's not me, you know, so I just never, um, you know, never thought that I would be a um, minister or even be in that place of it. But I should have thought that because I grew up in church, and um, I've always been in church all my life. So as time was going on, 
I stayed around pastors and ministers and first ladies. So really, God was ordering my steps that whole time, but I never saw it until 20, 2004 is when I actually knew because I heard God so clearly say, I'm calling you, and now is the time. And I kept saying, no, no. I, you know, I had just got married, so it was like three years later, and um, I went to my pastor and I told him, and, you know, he graciously explained to me, you know, um, the details of how much it would involve and, you know, being away back and forth a lot from home. And um, like I said, I had just had, just had my new baby um, October 2004. 20, and so I knew that he had called me, but just maybe it wasn't time for me to step up then. And so even though in between those years I was in disbelief, I still knew that God was calling me. I just never um, was sure enough to step out until 2004 when I actually heard him say that to me. And then um, I still didn't totally come out um, to accept the call until 2014. So if you really think about it, it was like almost 10 years later in between all of those times that – I knew that God had called me, but like Jonah, I was still running or still saying, you know, I'm not worthy. Um, I don't have enough word in me to be able to um, minister to other people. And I realized that I actually did, but I didn't have that, I I don't want to say confidence, but I didn't have that assurance that I really could do it until I actually stepped out and did it. That is powerful, yes, 10 years in between, you know, because a lot of times we, like you said, you, you, don't, you don't think that you, or you don't have the assurance. And then most importantly, the matter of fact that you would have mentioned that, um, you know, it, that you didn't, you knew he was calling you, but in terms of the timing. And, you know, I would say to those that are listening in, you know, if you know that there's a call of God on your life, I would I would advise you, I would say to you, don't worry about the timing. You know, God knows if he's calling you, that means he knows that now is the time. I know for a lot of times, um, you know, the, the situation, it doesn't, it, it doesn't necessarily look ordeal or it isn't a perfect situation because, you know, a lot of times you have a lot going on. Like you said, you were getting, you know, you would have um, had the baby. You know, some mm-hmm. people are looking at, you know, uh, ministry is going so well or whatever. It seems to be going, my life seems to be going perfect. It's going well. But I can assure you that is a time when God actually calls you. He pretty much interrupts your whole schedule. <laughs> yeah, He literally interrupts your entire schedule. You know, what we consider to be perfect is really uh, or the situation in terms of what you may be facing when it's perfect, but God is like, hey, it's it's time now. And so I would want to say to you, those that you know God, are, God is calling you, go ahead and accept the call of God in your life. And I would say to you also, the quicker you accept the call of God in your life, the quicker he can manifest all of the all of the promises that he has um, for you. I think a lot of times we don't, we don't understand that um, in terms of us delaying, when we go, when we uh, choose to accept the call, we actually delay all of the promises that God has for us as well. So a lot of times we're waiting on God when God, in fact, is waiting on us. And so um, 
you know, I'm glad that you shared that. So a person that will listen, that they can know that even if they are dealing with that situation, that it's it's almost, I want to say, I want to say it's almost normal to kind of feel the way that you did because, you know, a lot of us tend to, to feel that way. So if you're listening and then you feel that way, know that it's okay, it's normal, but you need to move from that place where you're at. And so thank you so much, um, you know, for sharing that, Allison. And, Allison, I know for you, you're blazing so many trails. You know, there isn't or there's so much that you're doing, I would say, to impact the lives of many. And so congratulations to you because you mentioned about you um, co-authoring more than or over 31 books. And um, so this shows that, indeed, that you are using your gift of writing to impact the lives of many. So I want you to share, you know, with um, inspiring authors some of the challenges that they may face when they are trying to write a book as well as some of the rewards um, they would, um, you know, encounter after they would have moved from being an aspiring author to now being an author. You know, some of the challenges that you would face is definitely um, writer's block, And even when a person gets writer's block, they get discouraged. Um, And that's not really the time for you to get discouraged. The, The thing that you can do is find a perfect place, you know, within your home or wherever you are, and just, you know, play some soft music or, you know, just step away from it because you are going to experience writer's block. You're going to run into, um, you know, thinking that that's not maybe I'm not supposed to write this book, so you're going to kind of like, you know, doubt yourself. You're going to find yourself where um, you have a book inside of you, but you're going to say, who wants to read that book or who wants to read my book? You know, so you're going to go through like some bumps in the road, but don't give up on the gift that God has placed down on the inside. And I try to tell people that, Your story is not for you. It's actually for someone else because once you write that story, you actually change the life of the reader. Whoever that story was meant for, you actually change their life. And you may never know who it is. That's why it's always good for you to finish out what God has placed down on the inside of you. And the rewards, I would say, one of the rewards I would say is that, um, you know, you can build your platform with your book. Like right now with me being on the radio station with you now, that's one of the platforms. Another platform is going to conferences and, and you know, the um, host asking you to be one of their speakers. So there are a lot of rewards in writing your book that you can take your book from one platform to the next platform and make a difference. And so even with the challenges you know, if you reverse it and look at it, that there's a reward at the end after you complete that book and tell your story. You know, that's um, that's very powerful. And one of the things I like that you shared when you talked about, you know, having the writer's block, because um, a lot of people, I think sometimes we, and the reason why I asked you to, to share that, because I know you have a publishing company and I, I know you do ghostwriting as well, um, but I wanted you to share that because sometimes there are people who are listening in who are, you know, they're aspiring authors, but sometimes you will feel like, okay, when I, you know, the minute I began to write, it would all flow, not realizing that, hey, there are some challenges in even pursuing your, 
dreams and visions of what God is asking, what, or what God is calling you, asking us to do. And so um, I'm glad that you that you shared that, and then you also shared about the fact that you would doubt yourself because I believe that anytime challenges come, a lot of times we tend to feel or wonder if is this what God is really calling me to do. Or is this the timing? We always, like you said, that you doubt your, that you pretend to doubt yourself. And um, I really wanted you to, to share that for those who are listening in now in terms of, you know, they are, they are aspiring authors, but at least they would know, you know, the, the realistic part of becoming an author. Because I know right now there's so much time on people's hands and, you know, um, the way God is kind of just dealing with us all and even the pandemic, a lot of people are indeed writing books during this time. Um, Allison, I know you are, you know, you're in ministry, but you're also in the marketplace. What made you to decide to venture into the marketplace, and how would you say your business or your programs, you know, how are they impacting or bringing change in the marketplace? You know, I, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say that I struggled with that, but I had to make sure that I saw it from God's view that being in the marketplace was another stream of income that you know, God wanted us to um, be able to use our gifts in different areas. Because at first when I, you know, became a minister, I was like, well, you know, I shouldn't do this and I shouldn't do that and there's certain things that I shouldn't be doing and da-da-da-da-da. But when I realized that my gifts were needed in the marketplace, I was able to key in on what God was telling me to do, which was after 31 books, writing 31 books, and then um, being a co-author in 11 books, August August 2019, God was saying, now is the time. Now is the time for you to start your own publishing company. You've already written for everyone else. You know, now invest in the gift that I have given you. And so when I started that publishing company, you know, I knew – the writing part of it, but I did not know the back end. So that's why I never wanted to do it. But when God pushed it, not really pushed it, let me not say that, when God kept pressing it on my heart that you have enough in you to be able to take this to the next level, and I'm going to equip you because you trust me, and you're going to walk this out in faith, I knew right then and there that I could do this. So, I I mean, I am totally happy that I did that, that I walked out, that I started um, AGD Publishing, and the minute that I started it, I had four authors back-to-back. And the the first two authors are my pastor and co-pastor. The third author is a bishop. The fourth author is another young lady that's coming out, and she's going to be a minister. I'm trying to figure out for myself, I know that this was ordained by God because look at the lineup that he has placed before me for me to even walk it out. So when we decide or make up our mind to follow what God is telling us to do, He will order our steps, and he will send the people to you. Because when I put it out, it was like, you know, I received a call from my pastor, and then it went on from there. And I was like, 
God, you know, you really have a sense of humor. My first four people <laughs> were pastors and, you know, bishops and ministers, but um, I'm happy that I made sure that my ministry was my ministry and doing what I'm doing in the marketplace is the gift that God has given me to help other authors to be able to bring their book to um, light. You know, I think that's one of the things a lot of people, especially ministry folks, um, you know, we tend to struggle sometimes with the separation between ministry and marketplace. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people tend to feel guilty, <laughs> feel guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who, who are in ministry in terms of, okay, well, this is a gift that I have. Should I, do I monetize on this? Do I not do it? Because um, I know for me at one point that was something I had struggled with, and I had to realize, hey, like you said, you know, God does want you to develop, a, you know, several streams of income. He doesn't just want one thing. And, um, and, I, and I believe, like you said, it definitely was God ordained because here it is that he would have set you up with, clients already and they were all ministers so who knows maybe he's calling you to really pull those that are in ministry into the marketplace you just never know um you know and so i do thank you so much for for sharing that um as well now i know nothing in life comes easy especially when it's god ordained Um, because you know there are times you have a lot of of challenges and, and resistance and it really would cause you to almost feel as though is this really what God is calling you to do? But I want you to know what would you say has been, what would you say has been your um, biggest challenge that you would have faced, and how did you navigate through that? You know, one of the challenges that I faced that um, you know really hit me right in my heart was when I answered the call January 2014, August no July the seventh, 2014 my mother took ill, and I'm talking about she went from, and she doesn't mind me sharing this, but my mother went from age 68 to age 2 in less than um, a week, and, and I'm, I'm not going to, you know, cry because, you know, God has blessed us that she's still here, but 2014 was a challenging year because I had answered the call that God had placed on my life all this time. I finally did it, and then this happened with my mother. And me being the oldest child, everything was on me to find out what happened to our mom. And so I I never stopped going to church. My family and I, even though we had to leave her in the hospital, um, we still went to church every morning at Sunday morning at 730. Then we went to go see my mom. But I remember sitting in church, and I remember my pastor saying to me, because I kept saying, God, if you make my mother well, um, I will not answer the call. If you, if you just bring my mother back, I will not answer the call. I'll sit still. I won't do anything else. And I remember going to church and sitting in church, and my pastor said, do not attach what's going on to someone else, what God has placed on your life that he wants you to do. Meaning I thought that my mom got sick because I answered the call that God had placed on my life. And what my pastor was trying to say is I'm doing something through your mom and I'm going to bring her out, but I'm also doing something through you because I need you to walk in your authority 
and walk in what I have already called you to do. And so when I wrote my um, best-selling book, Walk in Your Authority, Unleashing the Divine Power from Within, I struggled in 2014 with that book because my mom was ill that I struggled so much. And I kept saying, I can't do this because, you know, I'm a new minister and everyone's going to look at me like, how come you think you can write this book and you just became a minister? But when I tell you that God gave me that title, he gave me that subtitle, and I had to walk everything out and handle what needed to be done with my mom, I knew that that was the way that I was supposed to go and I was not supposed to give up and turn back, but stay focused on what God had called me to do. And believe it or not, God delivered my mom, he healed my mom, And that, like I said, that was a big challenge for me because we are close family. And to see my mom, you know, as sick as she was and the doctors didn't know, but, you know, because I stayed on it, I had, you know, I I had her wheel. I was the power of attorney. I stayed on those doctors. And um, before you know it, um, they started sending in specialists and everything. And we were right there every day. And, um, It was something dealing with the medicine. One of the medicines didn't line up. That's why I always tell people, if you have elderly people in your family, your mom, your dad, your aunts, your uncles, go see about them. You know, see what's going on with them. They took care of you. You go back and help them. And so that's what I did. And God, I believe God honored that in my life, and that's why I'm able to be where I am today to be able to tell that story. And then to tell you the outcome was with me staying focused, being obedient, trusting God, focusing in on what God was saying to me, walking your authority two years later became a best-selling book. Awesome. That's a powerful story. Um I know in most cases, especially when we do writings, and, you, you know, you shared about, you know, you writing and during that time what your mom was going through, you know, in most cases we, have, we do have to walk out or we would have walked out what it is that um, we're writing about. And, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of the situation, I, I could see how you would have initially thought that, hey, you answering the call of God on your life actually caused that. But, you know, that's definitely the trick of the enemy. That's something that he always mm-hmm. does. And, you know, had had your pastor not given you those words, you probably would have, you know, carried that weight for a very long time, a weight that you didn't even have to carry that did not even belong to you. And so that is something that is, you know, um, very powerful and is clearly that God would have used that situation to pull out of you whatever he needed to pull out of you for wherever it is that he was, that he's taking you. And um, I'm happy that you remained obedient and faithful to the course that he would have had for you. Now, I know during that time, Allison was definitely challenging. And so I know for a lot of us, you know, we all have a scripture, a quote, or even a song that we would utilize sometimes to carry us through those moments when life seems to be challenging or difficult for us. And so I want to know for you, uh, we could use that same situation. What scripture, quote, or even song or motto did you use during that time to help to carry you through that challenging situation and why? I kept reading every day Psalms 23. 
and I focused in on the verse that said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I stayed focused in on that whole chapter, that whole um, scripture, because I believed that my mom was going to come through. I just didn't know how, but I stood on his word, the promises of God. And then there was a song every morning when my dad and I would drive 10 a.m. in the morning, drive to go see my mom, this song would come on, live through it, grow through it. And um, we were just, you know, my dad is driving, so we're both trying not to cry. But it was like God kept saying, every time we got in that car, live through it, grow through it. And I wanted to try and tell you who that song was by because um, I still listen to it today. And um, that was the name of the song, Live Through It, Grow Through It, by James Fortune. Yeah, I, I, I was hearing his voice. I couldn't remember his name because I didn't know the song. <laughs> yeah, and and it was something because my dad said, what am I going to do without your mom? What's going to happen? I said, you know, we are faith people, so we don't give up. You know, we're going to keep praying and pray this through, you know. And um, Psalms 23, and then the song that I stood on was live through it, grow through it, because I had to grow through it to get to where I am today. Yes, and that is. Um, indeed, powerful to so those who are listening. If you don't have a scripture, song, motto, you know, to help you through whatever it is that you're going through, ask God to give something, you know, to you to be able to help you to to go to that next level, to give you that extra strength that you need. Because a lot of times, you know, we face challenges. I don't. It doesn't matter what our title is, our education level, our, you know, our money status, really our financial status, it really doesn't matter. We all go through challenging times, and sometimes we're not, able, we're not always able to help people there. Sometimes we, we do, sometimes we don't. But if you don't, and even if you do, but I would still say to you, ask God to give you something that you can, a scripture, a model, a song that you can hold on to to help to, to give you the, the strength and the courage that you need to continue to go through what it is that you're going through. And know that it's just a temporary storm, and before you know it, you will be out of that storm smiling like Allison and her mom and her, her family. Yes. Now, Allison, you have been an entrepreneur for some time now, and um, I know there is a lot that you would have learned, and, of course, that you're still learning on your journey. What advice or tips will you give to someone who is thinking about taking the leap of faith and moving to start their own business um, that would help to aid them in their success while they're on their entrepreneurial journey? You know, well, I would give a few advices, but one of the ones that I would say is that find someone that's doing what you're doing. And, you know, ask them if they could mentor you. And if not, just kind of watch what they do. Learn the job before you just step out and say, you know, I want to start um, a new business or I want to do this. Learn what it is that you need to know before you step out. Like I said, with the um, publishing company, I had been walking that walk for a long time, so I didn't just step out and start a publishing company. I had been around some people for a long time to learn the business, and that's what we need to do. When you get ready to start a company or when you get ready to step out on faith, 
Learn whatever it is that you need to know. Get with a mentor. Hire a coach. I have had to hire coaches for different things that um, I needed assistance in. And that's okay because you want to equip yourself so when you step out there, you have the tools that you need. Yes, I do believe that that's something that we all need to do. Um, finding a mentor or coaches is, is paramount. And, and I, you know, and to be honest, it actually it saves you a lot of time. You know, it saves you a lot of legwork, not saying that there isn't any work that you have to do, but a lot of the tilling of the ground, so to speak, you don't necessarily have to do right from scratch because they're able to um, assist you with that. And I like the fact that you said learn, um, like to learn about it. So those who are listening, even if it's just an extension of what you do now because that's what pretty much Alice and that's what you did. You know, you, you were awesome then God. He built upon what it is that you already had. And so those that are listening, and even if you, you want to take that leap of faith, you're still not 100% sure, Look at what it is that you do and the extension in terms of what God wants to give to you in terms of where he wants to take you next, and I believe that is very important. Um, Like I said before, there's nothing wrong with coaches or mentors or being able to learn from them, but it is crucial that you learn the craft or the trade or the area that you Mm -hmm. desire to, to expand in because that's really the only way you can really articulate your vision what it is that you're selling, whether it's a product or a service, for other persons to be able to, to be interested in even buying it. Um, so I do believe that is very crucial. Now, Allison, you would have shared some, you know, on-time words of wisdom and nuggets that I do believe will change the trajectory of the lives of those who are listening in now. I want to know any final advice that you will give to our listening audience on the importance of not giving up and pursuing their dreams at all costs. One of the things that I say um, on my Facebook Live at 5, when I close it out, I always tell the listening audience, your purpose still stands regardless of your past. God still has a purpose and a plan for your life. Seek God for what it is that he has for you. No matter what you've done in your past, Seek God, ask for forgiveness, because your purpose still stands. You were not a mistake. God knew exactly when you were going to enter into the world. So recognize that your purpose still stands, and God has a plan for your life, and it's greater than what you could ever imagine. That's powerful. I I love that that statement um, that you made, that your purpose, um, stands and you know, like in spite of your past, because you know a lot of people, and and I think at some point we've all done it, whereas we disqualify ourselves because of the past that we, you know that we have or the things that we might have done, thinking that God is looking for this perfect human being <laughs> to fulfill his his work, and that's not the case. I always tell people sometimes. Um, Paul, who was Saul first and turned Paul, like he was persecuting the church. I mean, and he wasn't even checking, you know, but he came. He ended up being one of the greatest apostles there were, you know. So I think sometimes we need to look at uh, that could be a story that could be used for reference for those who think that their past is so awful and that God won't use it and or, or he's not able to use them. And so thank you so much for sharing that with us um, to be able to encourage 
those that are listening in. And Alice, I want to say to you, you know, thank you so much for joining me tonight to empower and encourage those who are listening. And I want you to let our listening audience know of any upcoming events that you are having or that you may have and how they can stay connected with you. Yes. So um, I do have two events coming up. And the first one is, and I'm trying to um, bring it up now, the first one is on December the 1st, and I am hosting Author's Corner Cafe with Allison, and I will be interviewing um, authors on that panel. And then the second one is December the 13th, I believe it is, December the 13th, and that one will be, um, let me see what I titled it. Please forgive me. That one is entitled... Uh, uh, and I'm looking right at it. So you want to be a writer. And on that panel, I will have two authors who have already written their book, and the other one um, is a co-author in another book. And so they're going to talk about, you know, their um, challenges and rewards in becoming a co-author and an author on that panel. So I have a few things coming up. And then I have my 30-day write-to-finish book writing program, which will be starting back up in January. For my contact information, please feel free to go to my website at www.allisongdaniels.com. That's www.allisongd as in um, diamond, a n i e l s dot com. Awesome, everyone! Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show with my special guest, um, Alice. And I want you to make sure that you follow her on her social media platforms so you're able to stay up to date with all of the amazing things that she's doing. Also, be sure to join me every Tuesday for another episode of Emergence Radio Talk, where you will be inspired to emerge, occupy, and take dominion. Once again, I'm your host, Dr. Tavara Johnson, and be sure to connect and stay connected with me on my social media handles um, under Tavara Johnson on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Periscope, or you can visit my website at www.tavarajohnson.com. Blessings, everyone, and have a wonderful night. Thank you for tuning in to the Emergence Radio Talk. For more information on Emergence Radio Talk, Emergence Mentorship Program, or Women to Women Mentoring Program, be sure to visit www.tavarajohnson.com. If you would like to be a guest on our show, email us at info at or follow us on all of our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Periscope. That's Tavara Johnson. Stay connected and updated on all upcoming events. Until next time, thank you for joining.